time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtautahi. And Sally, you're also looking at the government's proposal for farmers to pay for carbon and methane emissions. What are industry leaders saying? Well, they're a little bit frustrated. As you've been reporting, this morning the government released a proposal for how on-farm emissions could be paid for. It's largely based on the recommendation of a farm-level split gas model developed by Hiwaka Ekanoa, a partnership of industry groups such as Beef and Lamb, Dairy NZ and Horticulture New Zealand. But some changes have been made. The original proposal rewarded farmers for sequestration efforts on-farm, but the government's removed some of those options. Beef and Lamb New Zealand chairperson Andrew Morrison says that's frustrating. We worked for two years with 11 partners and two government ministries on this and one of the key planks of this was recognition of genuine sequestration. That's the stuff that we're probably one of the one of the main things we're concerned around here on their proposal. It's pulled out some of the stuff that is legitimate hand-on-heart sequestration. If we're expected to pay a price on 2025, we expect to have recognition of genuine sequestrations also. Yeah, so what areas of sequestration have they removed? They have put some sort of caveats around the pricings they would pay for the Indigenous biodiversity. So they've, they've included Indigenous biodiversities and riparian margins. What they've excluded is small woodlots, scattered trees, perennial croplands, shelterbouts, stuff like that. Mr Morrison says it's important this is done right and that farmers have the chance to adapt. As I say, it's rest assured that the farming leaders would never support something that's not scientifically credible, scientifically validated. By the same token, we can't support something that makes, just through a pricing mechanism, makes a whole bunch of our farmers unviable. So rest assured that won't be happening. Federated Farmers President Andrew Hoggart has slammed the government's proposal. He says the rehashed plan to reduce on-farm greenhouse gas emissions throws out two and a half years of work the industry did to come up with a solution. Disappointing really and I guess it's only down to you know what are the outcomes they're predicting from this and the modelling and you know they're predicting a 20% or well, you know, I think it's something like a, up to a 16 to 20% hit on sheep and beef incomes and, you know, potentially a 20% reduction in terms of sheep meat, 5% reduction across dairy output. And, you know, you add those two up, you know, roughly that's equivalent to about $3 billion. That would be our wine industry and our half of our seafood industry gone overnight. But, you know, more importantly, what I'm concerned about with that is just the impact that that's going to have on rural communities. Andrew Hoggart says it's vital a balance is struck between paying for emissions and retaining farm production. He says the Hiwaka Ekanoa partnership will further analyse the government's proposal and will do a round of talks with farmers before consultation closes at the end of next month. To other news, a transport boss says if changes are made to the way livestock are transported, it will be an expensive exercise. MPI is proposing a 12-month study on the current design of the crates used to transport livestock after finding they could be compromising welfare. It's an effort to minimise back rub, which is when skin lesions form on an animal's spine or hips after rubbing on parts of the crate. The current code that regulates the crates was developed back in 1993. Ia Ara Aotearoa Transporting NZ Chief Executive Nick Leggett says he supports strong animal welfare standards but says overhauling regulations could be pricey. That's certainly something that will need to be very seriously considered. Often with standards, 
um, there and, and, and design standards, you know, change occurs over time. Uh, and uh, some sort of graduated change is probably the best way to approach it. If indeed that is, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's felt that there is needed to be uh, any design changes. Nick Leggett says the review is needed, but wants to ensure that those that work on the front line transporting animals have a say in the conversation. The Secretary of California's Department of Food and Agriculture says collaboration between the US and New Zealand is having huge benefits in the agri-tech space. Karen Ross is one of many delegates attending the 2035 Oceana Summit in Auckland this week, where the opportunities and threats facing the food sector are being discussed. She told Nine to Noon, historically, agri-tech has been underfunded, but a new international partnership led by the Western Growers Trade Association should turn that around. Around. With partnerships in New Zealand, Australia, the Netherlands, Israel and South Africa to really look at what can we do to accelerate the development of robotic and drone and other types of technologies that can help us meet the labour needs to continue to produce these delicate fruits and vegetables. We're especially interested in all types of technology for precision irrigation to make sure we're applying exactly the right drop of water at the right time in the right place and really advancing our conservation so that we can use water to be as productive as possible. That's Karen Ross. And just lastly, a farming leader says the closure of the main road between Nelson and Blenheim will cause disruptions for farmers and increase the cost of moving goods. Repair work will begin on State Highway 6 between Hera and Rye Valley on the 1st of November, after it was badly damaged during a storm in August. Repairs are expected to take six weeks. Marlborough Federated Farmers President Scott Adams says it's not the best timing for farmers, but it's important the road is fixed. Well, it is quite important. It's the shortest way to Nelson for, for the people in Rye Valley and even for coming from Blenheim. But we are fortunate we have got the connection through, through State Highway 63. At the biggest disadvantage is if they've got business dealings that they have to go to Nelson for instead of being a 45-minute trip from Rye Valley. It's now from Rye Valley to Nelson via State Highway 63. It's a two, two and a half to three-hour trip. So it just adds a, adds a lot more time. Mr Adams says the detour will increase transport costs and will likely change the frequency of stock collection. And that's the rural news for today. Koira te porongo o te taifenua. Kia ora Sally.